Hello, Blue Jays Away fans. It's Chris Martin coming to you. Before we kick off this week's episode of the Blue Jays Away podcast, I just wanted to give a quick note that for some reason, my microphone was not connected to the Zoom call, so I sound a little bit distant and echoey. That is my fault. That's my apologies. Uh, The audio was not going to be great. I tried to fix it as best as I could this week. Um, but I, once again, we do want to apologize for the audio quality of this week. We hope you still enjoy this week's episode. And without further ado, here's episode 14 of the Blue Jays Way podcast. Enjoy, guys. And welcome to season three, episode 14 already of the Blue Jays Way podcast. Uh, my name is Tyler Prosick, joined as always by finger gun man, the old Jays hit celebration, Curtis Martin. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Well, I mean, I could I could have been doing better if we swept the Rays. That would have been amazing. But, yeah. you know, I, I think we can't complain about anything right as of right now. Yeah, agreed. I think the start to the season is, you know, a good start. I think we're off to a really good start. Um, those two wins against the beginning uh, in that raid series was really good. Uh, take me back to home opener and the Detroit series, and tell me what tell me what you liked and tell me what you didn't like. Well, I I think what we start off with is you were at the home opener, so buddy, tell me what it was like in the stadium. What, yeah. what your thoughts were on all the new upgrades. True, and, true. Uh, and then I can give my thoughts because I went the next day for the blow, uh, the Vlad Bobblehead day. Very true. Yeah, home opener was great. I think uh, the light show that we had, like the wristband things, that was really cool. Um, the first thing we did when we went in was check out like the, the the new stuff on at the one hundred level, the new bullpens and stuff. I think they did like a killer job. Like I think it's all looks fantastic. Um, the bars like Corona patio and the park social, we went up and to the flight deck and the catch bar. We went to all of them just to like, look at them. Um, and I, I would probably say, I think it was a little bit too busy to actually get an idea of how much I liked it because like, it was like shoulder to shoulder couldn't move, uh, really. So I think during like a Wednesday game at the middle of the season or something, when it's not very busy, uh, it'll be, it'll be better to check things out and be able to actually like take it all in. Um, but like from the outside perspective, like from my seat, everything looks really good. I love the new wall dimensions. Uh, I saw the Kiermaier, uh, Kevin Kiermaier catch live, which was literally blew my freaking mind. Uh, like it was freaking crazy. Uh, it was a great game. It was a great game to, to be at, um, which home openers usually are. Um, Robert and I recorded the anthem. Curtis wins that over under as I believe he took the over, um, 
so that that was really funny uh when we were recording the anthem um because it literally came it was, down it was, pretty, it was pretty close though it was really close it came down to like like three or four seconds it, it was um, a great line put by robert there yeah really good line set um but yeah overall really fun i think roger center looks great i'm excited for next year's home opener when when the whole stadium is is finished in renovations but yeah what, what did you think um I thought the the biggest upgrade this year was the food. I think there's in the past there's only been like your your hot dog, your popcorn, your pizza, and like Mary Brown's chicken, and that was it. Like that's what you're getting once you get in the ballpark. But now there's so many more options with these new areas. Like even the Corona Bar has like a pastrami sandwich that you can buy, mm-hmm. and like Park Social, uh, which I I don't know. Apparently, this has become a hot take because some people are iffy on them. But the churros in Park Social, if you haven't had them, are 10 out of 10 would recommend. Really? Yeah? They are amazing. Even just the plain ones with the chocolate, you just dip them in a little chocolate sauce. You munch on those. They're 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, and I just think it like brings a, a kind of cool atmosphere to the park. And I think one of my favorite parts of the park is I checked it out um because we wait in line really early to get the flat bobblehead was i walked down to the uh bleacher section that obviously i had seats but i want to check it out and the fact that you could get a 20 dollar ticket and if you show up early you could get one of those bleacher seats mm-hmm. and be right behind a bullpen is uh is, is a great feature i think they've thought of everything and uh i just think that it's uh it's one of those things where it's more immersive as everyone says like you're right the, near the bullpen i have a lot of pictures of like how you can see the field from all the new areas and it's very very easy like once you get to the railings you can see the field really well yeah. uh, i enjoy everything we trust in mark shapiro he's doing a great job um we both saw wins that was also very good um but you know it seems like the jays can't close out series on this homestand but that's all right i guess we can get a little bit into the action yeah it, it was it's been interesting like the offense has been fantastic for the most part um there's a few players oh excuse me holy smokes there's a few players that um are are lacking uh at the plate um i would probably highlight danny jansen as, as a big one there um he had a decent but, day yesterday yeah a, a good day on his birthday um I, I couldn't watch the game i was at work yesterday but from what i from what i understand uh the the biggest glaring issue was mano there but we'll, we'll get into that um yeah i think i think you're right you know sweeping the series would have been nice but uh you know i think every team is still getting their feet up under them uh, as you know, we're still in the beginning of the season, and not all the pitchers are pitching to the best of their ability. Uh, maybe except Yusei Kikuchi and Kevin Gosman. Um, but uh, even Brios look good against the Rays. Yeah, Brios against the Rays. Like that's so encouraging, especially everything that's gone on. Can um, I just take this off to a really hot take corner right here? Yeah, of course. Go ahead. I want to go back for our fans to a couple episodes ago. And I think that I'm going to accuse my co-host of this thing called a jinx. Oh, the Manoa jinx. I think that my co-host casted a spell over Manoa by saying that he 
he could be a Hall of Famer if he has a great year this year. And look at how he started. He's had what 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 I think a generous assessment is he's had three out of five bad starts. Yeah. Um but even you could argue that he hasn't had a great start yet. I still I still stand stand by my, my statement. I think even a one bad year, uh you could still be still be a Hall of Famer. But anyway, that's and I think you know what? Okay, we're just gonna get into Manoa because we we're already here. We're here, yeah. I just think the troubling thing too is it's not even that he's giving up a lot of hard contact, which he is. He gave up a three run home run to Bethel Court yesterday, but it's the walks that are really killing him. Yeah, it's that he can't find the plate, which is even more concerning than if he was giving up a lot of hits because in the first place, Mono is a contact pitcher. A lot of people don't think of him that way, but you know his stuff is for contact. He just is so filthy with it that he does get strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's just one of those things where he hasn't been able to figure it out this year. Not saying he won't. Yeah. But if this keeps on going the way it is, like everyone else has kind of got into the groove of things. Like even Chris Bassett didn't look bad in that game against the Tigers. Like everyone once they had their one or two. If he starts, yeah. Since then, they've kind of like flipped it around, settled in, gotten it together. They've had solid outings. Everyone in that race series went six innings, besides uh, Manoa. Manoa could only get into five, and in my one fancy league, he's really uh, hurting me right now. But uh, I think it's one of those things where, like, I'm not pressing the panic button on Manoa yet. But when we came on here, the first episode where we had games this season, and you and me both said, oh, we're not worried about Manoa at all, mm. I feel like that's starting to move a little bit. I'm starting to get a little bit worried about Alex Manoa. I don't know how you feel. I would, I, think... probably, I would probably say after 10 starts, if the numbers are still looking really bad and he still can't find the strike zone, that's when I would start. I would probably hit the panic button a little bit there. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if I'd hit the panic button, but like, I, because I'm not, I don't know. I think you're talking to two of the more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Level headed Blue Jays fans on the internet right here. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, there's times where we do get upset. Like, John Schneider, why are you not letting Espinal get any at bats? Like, how is he supposed to play well when he only gets, like, like, we didn't even talk about this, but in that Angel series, he went into that not playing a single game beforehand or getting one at bat before that, and then he had to play three straight games. Yeah. Against the top, well, not the top, but like against some good pitchers in, in LA. And I think that's showing in his performance. He's only played nine games, which yeah. makes me question what's going on with, you know, because Merrifield hasn't had like a stunning start to the year. Like, he's been fine. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know if this is just them waiting for someone to falter so that Otto Lopez can come up because Otto Lopez has had a great year in Buffalo to start off the year. But um, it's just uh, yeah, that's not happening. I mean, I can't think. I can't even think of the last time I saw uh, Espinal in a game, and maybe that's just to the fact that he hasn't really done much in the nine-ish games he's had. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't really make sense for me. Like, 
Kevin Biggio's played 10 games. Like, I know they're trying to balance it out. Um, and I, I've always thought of as Whit, I've always thought that Whit Merrifield is our starting second baseman, uh, ever since like the beginning of spring. So, like, I'm not really surprised that he leads the team in at bats, but I really, really thought Espinal would have had more at bats by by now. Like, he was literally he was an all star last year. So, do like, you have, do you have Biggio stats up in front of you? I do. I'm pretty sure they're not that bad. Uh, no, yeah, I mean. They're not great. He's hitting 160 with a 556 oh, okay. OPS. No, no, I thought it was better. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, and he struck out 11 times. But um, if you want to talk about someone who strikes out a lot, Brandon Belt. Yeah, 16 times. <laughs> you know what? You weren't you, you weren't here uh, for that conversation. Oh, with Maddie. Yeah, I don't know if you listened to the last episode about Brandon Belt. I didn't. I didn't listen to the to that part. No. Shocker. Uh. <laughs> What are your thoughts on Brandon Bell right now? Um, <sighs> striking out so much, which is brutal. But uh, I was there for the game I went to, the home opener. He he went three for four, so that was like that was great. Um, but other than that, it's just not looking great. I mean, he was bare like, yeah, he was bare- he three for four, and three of those hits, three of those hits are three of his only five hits in the season. Yeah. Like it's just it's just not going well. He's not seeing the ball very well, which is tough. Um but uh and someone else like someone on the broadcast was saying one night he's like, oh yeah, Brandon Belt's known for his eye. And I'm like, this guy has two walks and 16 strikeouts. I don't know where you're getting yeah. that from. Oh it just wasn't a good I mean I'll take Kevin Kiermeyer's start uh, and and how hot he is, uh, uh, instead of like a more balanced career average. Belt and Kiermeyer both doing well. I mean, obviously, I want them both to succeed, but uh, Kiermeyer doing as well as he hit, as well as he is 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 awesome. Very very happy. Uh, well, that's also more important because Belt's just a supplementary supplementary. Uh, what what is the word I'm trying to say, Tyler? Supplementary piece to this team like whereas he maybe will dh he maybe will be first base maybe he's gonna be a bench bat by the end of the year yeah maybe he won't be on the team he'll be dfa'd and joey vada will be on the team next year uh we will we'll find out but speaking of joey vada i think i saw on tiktok his first minor league rehab at bat he hit home run which is kind of funny um yeah can you imagine belt DFA'd trade trade belt for for what, Vada? Oh, yeah, we were literally just talking about it for Vado. I think obviously that wouldn't work, but uh, that'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, Man. going back to the Tiger series. Yeah, they also win two or three in that one. Yeah, I think you know finishing series is a big key, and especially with with the games we have coming up. Um, that's going to be even more important than uh, because of the balanced schedule that we're, we're facing other teams more often than uh, we used to be. Um, so th- this Houston series is going to be really fun. I'm really excited for this series. Um, and then New York is a huge test, uh, especially um, Alec Manoa versus Garrett Cole, I believe is the, the lined up game for game two of that series. Um so if Manoa can can have a little bounce back and and Cole's off to a ridiculous start, um, that would be that would be super exciting. 
um what what did you think of like how legit did you think coming into the series against Tampa how legit did you think their their record was me and Maddie talked about it I didn't think it was that legit yeah we like you got to beat the teams in front of you obviously but they played probably four of the five worst teams in major league baseball to start the mm-hmm. season yeah and then and then just almost got swept by the Jays mm-hmm I think that speaks to the fact that they weren't facing good pitching. Yeah. Because this team is not an offensive dynamo. Their their team. lineup is super underwhelming. Like, is it low or low? Because there is a low and there is a low on their team. Um, I I forget, but it's, the, the I know who you're talking about. Is it? I yeah, think it's Brandon. Lau. Brandon yeah. Lau. I think mm-hmm. it's – you can correct me in the comments. I don't care. Anyways, um, he's been he was the one person that really impressed me, along with uh oh my, why am I blanking his name? Wander Franco. Wander Franco was I thought he was kind of underwhelming this series. Mm-hmm. He like like he got hits, but he didn't really get any impactful hits for them. Because like that's the other thing about the Rays in this series, the Jays gave them so many opportunities to get back in games like. They had the bases loaded so many times in this series mm-hmm. and then just never capitalized on it, which is good for us. But is also, you know, makes you wonder how much the 13 wins was the competition. Uh, the fact that, you know, you're getting off to a hot start. And then they lost another pitcher recently. So they're now down to having a bullpen day. So how is this going to carry through the season? I don't think the Rays are that big of a threat, to be honest. Like if if they can't stay healthy in the rotation, they might be down with Boston towards the bottom of the division. Yeah, it's if the just, health keeps, mm-hmm. it's just that simple. Like, I mean, not to say that the Rays are a bad team. I just think the AL East is just that good, and we've seen that Baltimore can hang. With everyone except for for some reason the Yankees just absolutely monster bully them every time they go to Camden Yards. Yeah. Besides the Yankees, they can hang with anyone they play with. Same with we. I showed you at last podcast, but uh, we mentioned your Pittsburgh Pirates have been uh, also been playing pretty well to start the season. So mm. that's another young team that's been performing to start the year. Yeah. But I don't know. I think overall. The bats, well, we're the best offensive team in the majors right now. I agree. I mean, and I think the that show. every under I took on a bow category right now is looking real bad. <laughs> yeah, he's Kessel killing it so Curtis far. Might not win this year. Hey, you never know. It's a long season. It but might yeah, not happen. I, he's uh, freaking killing it. Yeah, and then, yeah, him, Chapman. Uh, two, I'm pretty sure two top hitters in the league. Like they are leading the league in hits. Him, Bichette, and as Vladdy as well, I believe is up there. Vladdy Kiermaier is getting cl- he's dropped off a little bit, but he's up there as well. He's still hitting 327. So, yeah, I mean, this team just gets on base a lot. They steal a lot. Like they can they can beat you in so many ways now. Like, the interesting thing for me, at least, Tyler, is the fact that I don't think there's been a game this season where I think the offense has covered up bad pitching. 
I think every game they've lost, there's been some bad. Well, actually, scratch that. Manoa's first game, the home or the season opener, mm. was the offense covering up the pitching. But besides that, I can't think of a game where, you know, they won like ten to seven. Yeah, it's always been like five one, three nothing, four two, five three, mm-hmm. five two. Like stuff like that, where like you're not like, oh my god, they they hit eight runs, they're killing it right now. It's yep. more like they get the runs they need. They play really great defense. Like this outfield, my god, Varsho and Kiermaier makes on, me so happy. On a Kikuchi's outing, I feel like they need. They went out there being like, man, we really screwed him over in L.A. We need to step up here and play great for him, and they did. Mm-hmm. And now, like, is it weird to say that the only pitcher that hasn't found his form is Manoa and he needs to get there, whereas everyone else is basically there? Maybe aside from uh, Bassett, maybe you could say Bassett needs a little bit. He's not quite at his peak. But I feel like after this last outing, Brios and Kikuchi looked peak form. Like, Brios yeah. looked like Minnesota twin Brios with the strikeouts. So... Yeah, um, Brios, I'm going to need a little bit more probably uh, just like to have that like trust factor again um, because of how bad last year went, uh, even though he had all those quality starts as well, like which is great. Um, but still, when the bad is bad, it's really bad. Um, and Kikuchi as well, I think he's been pitching like really well all season long so far in his few starts. Um, so after after a couple more as well, I think – um, we'll really get to know what we're working with. <clears throat> and as for Bassett, I think, like, I don't think my my trust for Bassett wavered at all. Um, like, even, even through his first start. Uh, and he bounced back in the Angels series after a tough start uh, with the Trout homer. But, um, like, I, I'm, I'm really happy with Bassett so far. Uh, I think, you know, he's such a chiseled veteran that he's going to to bounce back regardless of what's going on. Um, and just before we get into some interesting Oakland athletic stuff, because there's always something interesting going on in Oakland, uh, Jordan you Romano mean, leads, leads the Las Vegas athletics. Yeah. Facts. Um, Jordan Romano leads the league in saves, uh, which is awesome. And I love you, Jordan. Uh, what, what did you, did you see the, um, the, the entrance? Yeah. The yeah. sports net. What do you think about that? I didn't see it on the broadcast the first time they did it because I was at the game. Yeah. But uh, it's awesome. Mm. Like, give the man the, a raise on the broadcast team was like, you know what would be cool, guys? Get one of our spare cameramen to go down to the bullpen in the ninth inning. And then just in case Romano comes out, we have him follow Romano all the way to the mound. Yeah. Like, they have so many of those camera guys roaming around for home runs. Why not send one of them out? To the bullpen for the pitchers to walk out. It kind of reminded me of what uh, the Mets did last year with Diaz. Mm-hmm. Like they always had the camera kind of around yeah. Diaz when he's walking out. And I think that the Romano entrance is just as good as the Diaz entrance. I mean, maybe the song isn't as catchy because it's just Skrillex. But uh, I think that that is as cool, if not cooler. I will say that uh, when I went, having which was the uh the the I guess it's technically a walk off win in extra innings. Yeah. Um 
I will say that having the roof open kind of takes a little bit away from the uh the Manoa oh, yeah. show, like with having all the lights go off and everything. But yeah. I mean, I just enjoyed having twenty five degree weather in Toronto. So oh, for real, I'm not complaining. Yeah, the weather's been great. I mean, sidetrack for a second. Like so great. I feel like it's boosted so my despite me having to do all these stupid ass assignments for school. Yeah. I still have one exam left. It's just like boosting up my my happiness with the warmth, um, which is really awesome. But I believe it's supposed to get cold this week, which is fine because I'm gonna garden a lot, so don't want it to be too hot. Gotta, um, gotta get can I grass. also do a quick shout out too of someone I want to recognize? Yep. This guy didn't almost make the team this year, but Zach Pop has been playing really good right now. He's so like, good. He's been one of our most solid guys of the bullpen, besides maybe Simberg and Garcia. His stuff is all over Twitter. Like, his pitches are all over Twitter. I think you nailed it, Tyler, earlier in the year when you said he was, like, younger Clay Holmes. Mm. And I think that that's shown this year. Yeah. Like, the way that he can get the movement with the velocity, usually it's one or the other, but getting both of those in a combination and him being from Canada is pretty filthy. Yeah. Uh, I, I think his role is going to increase uh, as as the season moves along a little bit. I wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised if he moves more into kind of what Adam Simber did last year in like a seventh inning role. Um, where uh, Simber, I, I don't, I honestly think they keep him where he is because he's he's been pitching multiple innings for them. Yeah, like, like one to two innings every outing is 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 good. Um, yeah. He, He's been great. Like I, I knew, I saw the same things that that you saw in in Clay Holmes. I just last year at the end of the year, I was like, "There's something here," um, and hopefully, hopefully, it's sustained throughout the year because that's huge, 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 huge. Um, it's, it's looking like there's no uh leak or weak links in that bullpen right now. The way that John uh Shire's managing. Yeah, I, I would agree. How. A guy like Chad Green and and Nate Pearson are gonna make their way onto this roster. Injuries, injuries is how we don't knock on wood, but it it happens. Someone's gonna get hurt. Um, yeah, but the bullpen has looked fantastic. There is the question mark always with Trevor Richards and and how his changeup gets mashed. Um, because he either strikes the strikes out the batter or or they hit a home run off of him. There's not much. Uh, in between um so because nate pearson is pitching like an animal in triple a right now so as soon as someone has a a bruise except jordan romano because he actually has a bruise on his rib i think um but uh, as soon as someone has any sort of minor injury um they're gonna hit them to the il try get them as healthy as possible keep them throughout the year as healthy as possible and Nate Pearson will be knocking on the door uh, to come up because he's looked fantastic. I I said it a couple weeks ago, but that AAA team, if they if everyone stays on the team, I think they're going to win the championship down in AAA. It's a really, really good team. Zuleta has also looked really great for them. Yeah, so is uh, Barger and um, uh, Nathan Lucas, ever since he went down there, has been playing well. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think unless you have anything else to talk about around the Jays, it's time to to take a trip down to Oakland and uh, see what's going on. Do we, wait, do we have to? Yes, we do. We we have to go to Oakland. Yes, we have to go to Oakland. Oh. Um, 
Yeah. There's been a lot going on. Considering there's nobody at the games, there's been a lot going on in Oakland this year with the well, Anthony. Apparently there was someone at the games. Cause... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Rendon thing is hilarious. Rendon had to fight someone. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, Oakland has a living animal sleeping in the walls of the stadium. Not just one animal, a whole family of possums. Oh, it's a family of possums? I thought it was just one. That's no, funny. It's, it's like a whole family of possums. But yeah, for those who don't know, um, the there's apparently a possum and a family of possums uh, sleeping in the walls of the Oakland Coliseum uh, and, and near the visitor's radio booth, I believe, or TV booth. And um, they had to move the TV broadcasters for, I think it was the Mets, uh, but someone, uh, any, anytime someone's going into Oakland now, the visiting broadcasters have to uh, broadcast from somewhere else uh, than, than from what they're used to because of these possums. Um, so if you're going to Oakland and you're scared of possums, don't go to Oakland. Um, but can you imagine, Curtis, just doing your job in, in, in the media media booth? And a possum it's, comes and taps on your shoulder. It's the, it's the way broadcast. Yeah. That's insane. That's really funny. They need to move so bad. Um, But yeah, I think there's well, one more. Sorry, I, I do have the correct. Maybe just a singular possum. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Well, I just thought it was funny because because Jeff Blair uh, quote tweeted and said, note to Dan Shulman. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, I think oh, there's man. um is there anything else you want to talk about? Because there's one more thing I want to pop in before we wrap things up. Uh yeah, go, go, go. Um, so I believe in his last 12 triple A at bats, Fernando Tatis Jr. has six home runs. Um and is is batting like a two thousand OPS uh or something like that. What do you think? What do you think about the Padres uh, getting getting Tatis back in, in a couple of days? Well, I think they're going to win that division. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, I think for sure. I think I... we haven't done this yet, but my World Series picks are Jays Padres. Yeah, that's that's my World Series is Jays Padres. As of right now, that's my pick, Jays Padres. I think a shorthanded Padres team right now has looked better than most of the teams in that division to start the year, and they don't eat, and they're not even fully healthy. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to do anything in the playoffs unless they add a lot. But Arizona has also looked good. Corbin Carroll's and well, he's... What, what do they need to add? I think their bullpen could use a little bit more and their their lineup. They have Josh Hader as their closer. They're fine. They have a stack. Oh, oh I'm, talking about, I'm talking about Arizona. You're talking uh, about Padres. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, as Padres, um, I don't know. They're getting Joe Musgrove back soon. Their lineup doesn't need any work, like at all. Their lineups literally, fantastic. there's nowhere to add someone in their lineup. Yeah, I think the only the only way they cr- crash and burn is like pitching in the playoffs. If pitching doesn't go well, um, that's kind of where you where that happens. Look good for them this year. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of uh, his two seamer on my Twitter as well. Um, but yeah, um, the, Corbin Carroll's on pace for 40 home runs and 60 stolen bases. Which is freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Tatis back soon, hitting bombs. Of course, there's just so much going on. It's so great to have baseball back. Um, 
but yeah, uh, if there's nothing else left for you, we can well, head over to. I want to uh, should I want to talk a little bit about Salt Lake City? Oh yes, I, I have a, I have a quick rant. Yeah, go ahead. I think it is dumb that oh. a city of two hundred thousand people is getting more consideration for an MLB team than a city like Vancouver. Or Nashville. I think that if we're looking at Rob Manford's statements in the past and him wanting to make the game more international, which is the word he used, international. Canada is international. Why would you add? Because the, all reports from Japan say that when they when they're going to add, they're going to add two teams. Hmm. I think, obviously, there's not a group that's bidding for this. So that's why it isn't happening. Why isn't Vancouver looking to do this? Yeah. They have BC plates. They could renovate BC plates to be a baseball stadium. And and the greater Vancouver area is close to a like a not nah, is it close to a billion people? I don't know. I all I know is the city of Vancouver, look this up last night, is at six hundred thousand people plus. Mm. Which is far and away enough for a for an MLB fan base like we've seen through other teams. Like, if Tampa could have gotten a team and if Oakland could have gotten a team, I mean, that was a, a longer, a different time. But I think Vancouver, Canadians, we should be watching out for this. I know everyone talk about Quebec City, bringing back Montreal, bringing back a team in Quebec, but I think out West, BC makes a lot of sense because... All those Western Canadians, I know it would hurt the Blue Jays' profits, but all those Western Canadians would have a team that is a lot more accessible to go visit. And that rivalry between Seattle and that new Vancouver team would be electric. Yeah. Because Seattle fans already hate all the Jays fans that come down to watch the Jays play in Seattle. So they could do the same back to Vancouver. Vancouver got a team. They all go up to Vancouver. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I think it would be interesting. Obviously, your concern is how many people can, would move from the Jays to this new team in Vancouver. And I think in Vancouver, quite a few people. Mm-hmm. But it's the first five, ten years where people slowly be like, oh, you know, the team's doing half decent. They're close to me. They got a cool logo. They're another Canadian team. I think that Cannes is too big of a baseball market right now to have one team. Yeah. That makes sense to me. And that's no knock to the Jays. Like, the Jays will always have popularity in this country. But I think a team in Vancouver makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes sense to me as well. I, I think the big the big one for me is Nashville. That Salt Lake City. Is it Salt Lake City? Where they're playing? Yeah, that just doesn't make any sense to me. I think you already have. Well, the reason why it makes sense to the MLB is because the Jazz's owner is willing to put piles of money down in order to get the MLB in Salt Lake City. Yeah, that's what it comes down to, right? So, and I guess Vancouver the only competition cool. that they have is the Utah Jazz, but even then, the Jazz play in the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they don't really overlap. Besides October, yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, I wouldn't really care if there's a new team in Utah, but I think there's better markets: Nashville, Charlotte, Vancouver, Montreal. Pretty sure Salt Lake City <laughs> also has a minor league team. Most likely. They used to have a triple A team at least. I know that. 
Yeah. Let me um, see. Anyways, but go ahead. Yeah, I think um, expansion will be interesting. Uh, I think with expansion, there should be divisional changes um, that come out of that. But um, what divisional change would you want to see? Uh, I just think Detroit and Toronto should be in the same division. Um, I, I don't really, I haven't really thought too much of where I would put other people where, but uh, Jays Detroit used to be like one of the biggest rivalries in the MLB. Um, so I think they should be in the same division. Uh, yeah, I think the Marlins and the Rays should be in the same division. They're literally neighbors. So like they're in the same state. So that just doesn't really make any sense to me, but, um, yeah, there's a few changes that I think could be made for the betterment of baseball. And Um, also to answer my question from earlier. Yes. The Salt Lake bees. Sweet. Are in Utah. Very cool. Um, but yeah, they do. And they're actually playing ironically the Las Vegas aces. Oh, nice. Oakland's affiliate. And soon to be Oakland's new MLB location. Yes, sir. Like that's yes, a done sir. deal, right? Like basically that's a done deal. Like it's gonna happen. Someone's gonna buy them and move them to Vegas. In my head it is, yeah. And I, I think the MLB thinks so as well. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, let's wrap her up. Alrighty. I think I think we just about covered all our bases, wink wink, pun intended. Um yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Prosic Tyler, P-R-O-C-Y-K Tyler. You can also follow me on Instagram at tprosic underscore. Um, lots of article updates, stuff like that. Hopefully in – I am going to Nova Scotia in the beginning of May, but after that, hopefully a lot a lot of baseball stuff uh, I can get out because um, all I'm doing this summer is working. Working. Do you, do you have family in Nova Scotia? No, it's um, it's my girlfriend's friend's graduation. Uh, I'm going to, to you know, support. Woo! Plus, I never go on planes, so super excited for that. Um, but um, I know I'll be a lot. I'll I'll be bringing all of you a lot of Jay's content because I guess I can officially say this. I'll be going. I'll be in Seattle for when the Jays play in Seattle, so I'm gonna be one of those Canadian fans that is gonna be taking over the city of Seattle in July when they go out there to play. So looking forward to that. Also going to go down to Cleveland that uh, month to see the Jays play. So nice. a lot of road Jays games for me in July. And That's fun. With the $20 buy-in uh, general ticket, I mean, oh, you'll probably see me at quite a few more Jays games as well. Amazing. Um. Yeah, Curtis mentioned it, but the playoff previews for both NBA and NHL. NHL starts tonight. Go Cats. Hate the Bruins. Um, Bruins probably going to win by a lot. But, uh, you know, Alex Lyon, Lion King. Lion King's got to shut him down. Um, So, you know, it's it's exciting. It's exciting. Uh, Playoffs are here. But, yeah. Um, you can also follow, you should follow the Twitter for this podcast, Blue Jays Way Pod. Um, also follow, like Curtis said, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube oh, at Overline Sports Entertainment. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we want to remind all of you to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and make sure to check us out on social media on all the platforms we just mentioned at Overline OTL Sports CA. 
um, and check out all the latest articles on www.overlinesportsca. Go Jays. Also, check your roof for any possums. It's an issue. It's, it's an epidemic. Do it now. Go. Run. Find the possums in your house. Go. Deal with it now. They're in the walls. They're everywhere. <laughs>